Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Chris. We love film reboots. Uh, maybe some of them. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We love reboots so much, we decided to make a podcast about them. You can do it! Every week, we'll dive into a different film and its reboot. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We'll talk about the pros and the cons. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And at the end, we'll decide if the reboot holds up. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. This is the Reboot Rewind. And welcome to another frightful episode of the Reboot Rewind. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. So we have arrived at the final week, and being that it's Friday, we want to wish everyone a very early Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, it's one of my favorite holidays. Jordan, I know you love it as well. <laughs> Definitely, man. You know, this was a lot of fun watching a lot of great movies, a lot of terrible ones, but this was a lot of fun watching all these wonderful films throughout the holiday season. No, for sure. And if those of you who are listening to the show for the first time, this is the Reboot Rewind. Every week we talk about two movies, uh, the original and a remake, and then we'll we'll do a comparison, pros and cons, and just have a really fun discussion. Uh, and this month we are doing horror movies, and today we are talking about Carrie. So we're going to be talking about the 1976 version and the remake that came out in 2013. So I'm going to go through some movie facts and then I'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. So Carrie again came out in 1976. It was directed by Brian De Palma, produced by Paul Monish. It was written by Lawrence D. Cohen and the production company behind it was Red Bank Films. It stars Sissy Spacek as Carrie White, Piper Laurie as Margaret White was the mother, Amy Irving as Sue Snell, Betty Buckley as Miss Collins, the gym teacher, Nancy Allen as Chris Harginson, William Catt as Tommy Ross, and John Travolta as Billy Nolan. Now, Jordan, throw it to you for the story. The unpopular and bullied 16-year-old girl Carrie White experiences her first period in the school shower during gym class. Carrie immediately has a panic attack and her classmates humiliate her by throwing tampons and chanting the phrase, plug it up. Carrie is dismissed from school from the rest of the day and is told by her mother that her menstruation is caused by sin. Carrie is a very weak and bashful teenager and whenever she shows her emotions, her telekinetic powers shakes off her shyness. Being that it's Carrie, uh, this this is a Stephen, based on the Stephen King novel. I've seen this movie maybe once or twice in my life. Uh, but Jordan, I'm curious, what did you think about the original Carrie? I'm not too sure if this movie was well made or if it was a train wreck, because I'll say this, Carrie was enjoyable through a guilty pleasure perspective. Strangely enough, I couldn't stop laughing, but it was at all the, the scenes that were supposed to be frightening. And I never really felt any sense of fear. I was not scared watching this movie. I remember watching it when I was a kid. This I saw this movie about 20 years ago for the first time at my friend's house, and it was a bunch of us, and we were really, really frightened, especially in the third act, and we'll obviously touch on that in a moment, but yeah, I didn't really like this movie as much as I... Listen, and I acknowledge it's a classic. I acknowledge that a lot of film fans, especially horror film fans, adore this film. It's all right. Not, it's, it's, it's not really for me. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are your thoughts on the original Carrie film? So I had a similar thought. So I... 
I I like the movie. I like what it, what what it brings to the table. I think Sissy Spacek does a phenomenal job as Carrie White. There are parts that do creep me out with her, especially in Act Three. The mother in this version to me is more creepy than scary. If that makes any sense. There's that scene in the end where she's like smiling and she's about to stab her daughter. Like I don't understand how that works out, but no, I agree. I think it's it's not for everyone, right? Like I I was watching this, it was kind of just I kept on looking at the clock, like okay, when is when is this over? Because there's a lot of parts in this movie that are, are just useless. There are things that don't need to be in there. There are a lot there are a lot of these scenes with the other teenagers who aren't Carrie at this show. I'm like I don't care about them. I want to see Carrie like develop her powers and you know i want to see her journey i i I care nothing about the other teenagers in this movie that is to say i did like it i there were some aspects that i really enjoyed around the the creep factor you know it wasn't scary i i wouldn't say i was laughing at any point honestly there was no there were a couple of scenes like okay that's kind of funny but overall you know it does have a very mild creep factor but it's 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 a good movie that's kind of for me that's kind of where i would top it yeah, I think you liked it a little more than I did. But I, listen, I remember watching this movie and I remember really, really liking it. And I just felt like it, it does feel a little bit dated at times. It, listen, like the opening credits is a bit weird because so this movie starts off uh, Carrie. She's in the uh, shower in the uh, she's she's what was she, 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 she was at her her high school. And then she finds out that she has her period. I felt like that whole entire sequence was so off putting. It really was off-putting, and and I, I felt like it, it was trying to build the suspense, and I, I felt like it it just didn't really hit me in any way, and I, I I was waiting for that creep factor. I was waiting for you know the creepy elements in this film, and I just I, I don't know what it was. I I just I just feel like the overall story is great. Like I love the premise. The premise was wonderful but i felt like they it, they just needed to add a little bit more character development and i felt like the director brian de palma who did scarface by the way i'm not sure if you knew that i i felt like he didn't really push the characters to the next level throughout the whole entire film i really wanted to see carrie de- not just interact with her uh classmates i really wanted to see carrie just develop her powers more and I mean, it doesn't have to be Matilda, but I felt like I just needed a little bit more of the sense of fear. No, I, I agree. And I think, I mean, it kind of goes back to my earlier point that I don't think they spend enough time on Carrie. There are all these other scenes of just, you know, teenagers partying and hanging out and drinking or whatever. And that's great. And I understand why they do it because they, they have to like, sh- they're trying to build this idea that all these kids are against her, that they're like conspiring, which to be fair, they are. Uh, but they're, you know, in, in these cliques, these very high school as clicks and that's fine but i don't care for any of them if anything like they just especially uh chris she annoyed the crap out of me at any time she spoke all her scenes were just annoying uh i yeah i didn't care for any of the other characters except for carrie i i love sissy spacek in this you know especially in act three when she's in the gym and then the, the pig blood hits her and like look, the look on her face the entire time her eyes are bugging and you can tell she's in this, this zone of her psychic powers. And I, yeah, I was so much more invested in Carrie, but we didn't, I feel like we didn't get enough of her story. Yeah, the characters, especially the classmates, I really felt like the director was focusing more on the the minor characters versus Carrie. Carrie's the main focus of this film, and if you if and if you want us to get fully invested in her character, you need to give a little bit more of her. 
I really felt like the focus was a little bit more on the side characters, like PJ So's, uh Souls, I believe her name is. She played Jamie Lee Curtis's friend in the original Halloween film that came out in 1978. I felt it was so awkward when the gym teacher slapped Carrie out of, like, just just, just to slap her in, into uh, sanity. Did that also happen in the original? I know that happened in yeah. the remake. Okay. Yeah, I, it I, happened I, I in both films. Doctor. Yeah, yeah. It, like, that was, like, one of the first moments that happened in the movie when Carrie's having, her, you know, a, melt, uh, a meltdown in the uh, shower. And then she slaps her in the face. I was just like... Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. So that that makes my next point even better. So I do have a note in here. You know what? We'll get to that because I'm going to go through my notes and orders because I was, you know, as the, the story went on. So we already touched on the opening sequence. I agree. The opening sequence was a little awkward for me because I totally forgot it opens up in the shower scene. Well, in in the girls locker room and all for the most part, all the actresses are topless and they're just like kind of walking around and like, OK, but. I don't think anyone was ex- was expecting that to be the opening scene. This is the credits are still rolling at this point, so it takes some adjustment there. You feel super bad for Carrie because the bullying, like, dude, teen girls are so mean, so mean. It's okay to have bullies in movies, like that. Th- that's that's just how most movies are. It's, it's a it's a cliche, but sometimes cliches can work very well. The bullying was so exaggerated and so over the top. I get that these are bullies in this movie, but I felt like these characters were so mean for no reason. Like when you watch a movie like Back to the Future, like, all right, you 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 can get behind a character like Biff Tannen being a bully. These girls were so mean to Carrie for no reason whatsoever. She did nothing. All right, I, okay, fine. She is an awkward character. I, I I get that, but there was something about the characters that were so overwhelmingly annoying. I don't know if you you caught this, but the gym teacher, I believe her name was Mrs. Collins or Miss Collins, was in the principal's office, and they're both just smoking. And I forgot. I guess back. In the 70s and 80s, it was actually not abnormal to see teachers smoking in the school. I've heard stories of teachers who put an ashtray on each side of, of, of the room so they, they have one to kind of go to. I just thought that was weird. Also, so we, we start to see Carrie's powers spark a bit, right? She's when, she get, when she's in the car coming home, she sees a little boy on the bike. I'm sorry, it wasn't she wasn't in the car, but she sees a boy on, on a bike and she uses her powers to like knock him off the bike. And now in this again, this is a movie where even though she's doing all these crazy things and kind of technically hurting people, you still root for her because you feel so bad for this character. You're like, yes, you should be getting back at them for what they're doing to you. Yeah, you should knock the kid off the bike because he was making fun of you. Like I'm cheering for her the entire time. So that's that's why for me, it makes me upset that we didn't get more screen time with Carrie, kind of just following her around, getting to know more about her life, as opposed to spending half of the movie following the teenagers that really no one cares about. Yeah, I agree. And listen, it was great to see John Travolta in his early years. I did not remember he was in this movie at all. And that's the thing. I completely agree with you. At times, I was rooting for Carrie because I really, really felt horrible for for this person because why were they bullying her throughout the entire film? Because she was weird and awkward and her mother was super, like, you know, super religious for, like, no apparent reason. I don't know if I liked the way the character was written, but she annoyed me, too. Yeah, she went from, like, the first half of the movie before Carrie gets her powers, her mother is super controlling, she is super religious, that's obvious, and she's just, she's, she's cruel to, to Carrie, right, she had some, you know, she regrets having her, and she says that a couple of times, really towards the end, but she regrets having her as a, as a baby, regrets never killing her earlier, it's just, it's crazy stuff, 
and you can't help but like still support Carrie and want her to technically you know get rid of everyone who's 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 messing with her because it's so bad. I guess that's the idea. You're supposed to feel bad enough for her where like what she's doing is justified. But yeah, her mother goes originally from this really super controlling person. Then she was into more of like a groveling role where she, after Carrie gets her powers, she's very like, oh, no, like they're, they're going to make fun of you. But she doesn't take as much control because she realizes she can't anymore. But you can tell that she's still trying to weasel her, her way into Carrie's mind to make her think all these things to like make her not go to the prom and make her afraid to go out with this boy who asked her to go to the prom. Uh, it's a really strange character switch. And then at the end, she beca- she goes she just goes crazy and tries to kill her, kill her daughter. And there's that really long sequence when she's when Carrie is struggling on the floor to get away from her mom because she can't walk, I guess. And her mother is like slowly walking towards her with a knife and she's smiling the entire time. That to me was creepy, like so creepy. Even though she was religious, she essentially near the end became like a demonic character. Even though she was super, super religious. And I thought I thought that sequence near the third act of the film where practically the end of the film where Carrie, you know, spoiler alert, kills her mother. I thought it was great where she threw the knives towards her chest and her body was up against the wall like Jesus. She was essentially crucified. Also, I don't know if you may, I don't know if, if you thought this way, but maybe I don't know if it was just me. So in the early stages of the movie where Carrie is in the locker room and she's showering and she has her period and she's, you know, covered in blood. Was that, you know, was that essentially like foreshadowing for the third act of the film? I don't see the connection, but you actually just kind of made me think about something else. So I think what you can connect is the that scene in the shower to when she gets the blood thrown on her. Because both, if you know, like she freaks out immediately when that happens to her in the, right in the beginning when she doesn't know what's going on. And now imagine having to relive that, but now in front of the entire school, now you're covered in blood. So she's essentially reliving that same nightmarish moment, except now it's amplified because there's so many people around her. Okay, well, I mean, that, that makes sense. I, I guess I'm just thinking about the whole shower aspect because in the beginning of the movie, she's frightened because she's never experienced a period, even though I thought that's... I, I, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a woman. I don't I don't know when... Yeah. They, so they explain that. Basically, her mother just never told her what periods were. So imagine being someone like, for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming girls are, are told, like, you should expect this to happen to you. In this case, what happened was the mother just never told her what to expect. So when it finally happened, she had she was confused because she's like, this shouldn't be happening. Why is there blood coming from that area? She didn't know what a period was like at all. And then they had, they had to explain it to her after the fact. But that's why it was such a freaky scene, because this is someone who's just realizing this about herself for the first time and doesn't know why it's happening yeah she she clearly did not know how to react and uh and that's the thing this is not carrie's fault because she is a sheltered person and you know what's funny even though i did not like the mother i didn't like the way she i didn't like the actress who portrayed the character i didn't like her at all but the thing is even though she was ludicrous and she was insane and she seriously needed help i hate to say it but i think she was kind of right in the third act of the film they're gonna laugh at you they're they're here. They're going to pick on you. They're going to uh, uh, you know set up a prank. They're going to humiliate you, even though this woman is insane. Like this woman is out of her mind. She's bonkers. But she was essentially correct in the third act of the film. 
she was right. She was correct in the end. So I thought that was very well done because even though going into this movie, I've seen this movie 20 years ago, but I already knew the iconic auditorium scene where, where the pig's blood splats all over her body. I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. But even then, I'm like, damn, her mother's right, though. Her mother is absolutely right, even though she's out of her mind. No, for sure. And um, so speaking on the moment in the in the the gym, when Carrie and Tommy are walking to uh, the stage, it's it's in slow motion because I've seen this before, even though I know what's going to happen. I'm still sitting back just cringing because like, oh, my God, no, it's going to happen. And like, you know, what's coming and you feel so bad because it's such a, like it's it's a terrifying scene. Like imagine being her regardless of like who you are regardless of whether you're uh, you are popular or not that is that's embarrassing having blood just dumped on you like that so the obvious reaction there would be laughter from the rest of the crowd now even though we knew that scene was coming i can tell you i was sitting back just like cringing because it's still so difficult to watch this was a weird choice for having tommy ross he agreed to take carrie out for the prom that is a, first of all, what girl, I mean, listen, it's, it's a movie, I get it, but what girl would allow, oh, I'm going to have my boyfriend take some random girl who I felt bad for pulling, you know, pulling pranks on, so you're going to, I'm going to have my boyfriend take you out on prom? It's like, What? No, it's it's definitely odd. I think it's something that you only see in movies. And I understand the point behind it was, you know, Sue genuinely wanted to help her, wanted for her to have a good time. Now, why she would sacrifice her own ticket to go to the prom is beyond me. I don't know why anyone would do that. I, I, I felt like that whole, you know, that whole scenario was so unrealistic. But pushing that aside, I mean, it, it, you know, the payoff was, was, was still great. And uh, even though... That was it. Was it's it's a hard it's a hard scene to watch. It's my favorite moment in the movie. I love that scene, and it is so weird because Tommy clearly did not want to do it. He was just like, "All right, let's just wrap this up." But you know, that's another thing that 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 was a bit bizarre because even though he did not, he he doesn't like Carrie. He obviously just did it just 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 to make his girlfriend happy. Like, sure, I'll, I'll do this favor for you, no problem. Was it me or was that that sequence where we have John Travolta and his girlfriend in the car? That whole thing was weird. I thought that was so unnecessary. I I I felt like it was trying so hard to to feel hip. Like the whole sequence was weird. Like he's slapping her and then she wants to make out with him and and start to have sex. That that whole entire sequence was so off-putting. She to me it's just annoying. She's probably my least favorite character in the entire movie. But yeah, I think that whole scene was un- unnecessary. I it was it kind of bothered me too because just seeing him slap her, I'm like, I, I get this is this came out in the '60s, but I don't know whether when this was ever appropriate to just hit a woman like that. Did you, all right? So after the after Carrie's you know takes out her entire high school, she walks home and she walks into her house, and suddenly her whole house is just covered in candles. Where did her mother get all these candles from? Every room had candles and like like random big ones, small ones, and cups, and mason jars. Like so many candles. Where 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 are you? Where did she find this many candles in the short amount of time that carries that prompt? She definitely didn't go to like a you know a Walmart and buy a bunch of candles. Like she must have had these in boxes somewhere in the house. 
I mean, maybe there were those uh, candles where you can put a double A battery inside and you don't have to worry about your house burning down. That's a fire hazard, man. Like, who thought, who thought that was a good idea? The whole entire time I see Carrie walking up the stairs, I just kept thinking to myself, wait a minute. She can, like, fall and trip and the house can set on fire. Yeah, I mean, it only works out because after Carrie kills her mother, the house essentially crumbles on itself. I'd like to imagine that the candles had something to do with that. Like, as the house was crumbling when Carrie was was just kind of freaking out, I want to assume that the can, like some of the candles may have fallen on the ground and, like, added fire to the situation. But, yeah, I just thought it was weird that there were that many candles in, in the house and, like, how quickly she was able to set all that stuff up. So the name of the film composer, Pino Dognaggio, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, did you notice that the a lot of the, the music tunes were from... Alfred Hitchcock Psycho? Was it me? Did I? Am I the only one that noticed that? Because I, I every single time when she would, you know, use her, you know, telekinetic powers, you would hear the Psycho theme song. Yeah, you would hear that 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 bing. They're like we're kind of that, that sharp. I don't know what the, what instruments used for it, but every time she uses her her telekinetic abilities, you hear that same sound. And like I did think of Psycho a bit. Like there were certain aspects of it. Like this sounds really familiar. I don't know if it was the same soundtrack that was used, but it has a similar sounding theme. I, I did a little bit of research, and apparently it was a completely different composer. I even looked up like uh, so. I, I even like went to like Google and I looked up influences for the music and psycho was not addressed so there goes that maybe it's just us but i I felt like i was listening to the music for alpha hitchcock psycho no that's accurate i i feel like that that's it definitely felt like the same kind of music now that that carrie's mother is dead did you like what did you think about how long it took for her to die because think about just think to yourself for maybe three seconds where all the knives landed on her body her arms they landed in her, like a couple of them hit her heart yet she was still alive for another 30 seconds there's no way you'd still be alive after all that you know why chris because she's satan that's why i don't care how religious she is there's no way a human being would survive. I mean, listen, she obviously died in the end, but I felt like it was a bit, you know, exaggerated. And she should have been dead, you know, so much faster versus like a million knives hitting her chest. And that was a bit unrealistic. I mean, but we are talking about a movie that's starring a shy teenage girl who has telekinetic powers. So let's put that with a grain of salt. For sure. And, you know, while we're on the ending, because this is my last note. So the, the the very end of the film is kind of like a dream sequence. And it's in Sue, her her dream. And basically, she's walking up to a grave that's Carrie's grave. And it's like graffitied. And then like you see a hand pop out from the bottom from under the grave. And apparently it's supposed to be Carrie's hand. So it kind of sets up for a sequel, which we got many, many, many years later. It was terrible, but we got one. That being said, uh, what was your favorite scene in the film? Well, my favorite scene in the film was the auditorium scene where the pig's blood, you know, splat all over her body and she starts using her telekinetic powers and starts murdering everybody. That's my favorite moment. But dude, I am so happy you addressed that final shot because that scene scared the crap out of me when I saw it for the first time. Listen, I remember watching that movie 20 years ago with a bunch of my friends. You know, we were like, what, 13 years old? And, you know, we're drinking soda pops, popcorn. We're ordering a bunch of food. (laughs) Dude, the moment where Carrie's hand comes up from the ground when she grabs Sue's arm, bro, 
we screamed so loud. I, that's honestly, it's su- surprisingly enough, that is one of the most shocking moments I've ever witnessed in a horror movie because I just didn't see it coming. Because like when I first saw it, I was like, ah, right, yeah, right. Maybe, maybe you know her hand's gonna come out the grave, but we didn't really we, we thought it was gonna happen when we. We really didn't think it was actually going to happen in the movie. And when it did happen, it just took us by surprise. We're like, oh, my God. We all, and we were all, like, laughing. Like, in, in a sense where it's like, oh, my God, we really didn't think that was actually going to happen. And it was all about the timing. And the timing just landed perfectly. And it executed that. that, that the execution was done so well. And it scared the living hell out of me. But what about you, Chris? What is your favorite moment in Carrie? Oh, by far the 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 gym scene. Like I I I I love that she gets her revenge on all of them at the same time, and the the way some of those deaths happen are pretty creative. Uh, they, that's my favorite scene. Like right after she gets like the pig blood dumped on her, and she just kind of goes on a rampage. Uh, I love that scene. As someone who was rooting for her the entire film, like yes, she finally get hers. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was totally justified. Those kids, I'm not saying they needed to die, but those kids were horrible. All of them were horrible. I hated them all. I think we had a really fun conversation to start off talking about the original Carrie. And now things like about a good enough time to move on and let's talk about the remake. But before we get there, we're going to take a quick break and hear from a quick word from our sponsors. But keep it locked here on the Reboot Rewind. And welcome back to the Reboot Rewind. So we just spent the first half of the show discussing the original Carrie. And now we're going to move on to the remake that came out in 2013. So I'll give some movie facts. We won't go over the story because it's essentially the same thing as the first one. So Carrie came out in 2013. It was directed by Kimberly Pierce, produced by Kevin Mishar. And the screenplay was actually written also by Lawrence D. Cohen, who wrote the original with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. The production company behind it is Sony Pictures. It stars Chloe Grace Moritz as Carrie White, Julianne Moore as Margaret White, Judy Greer as Miss Desjarian, Gabriella Wilde as Sue Snell, Portia Doubleday as Chris Hargensen, Alex Russell as Billy Nolan, and Ansel Elgort as Tommy Ross. Now, Jordan, please enlighten us. What were your thoughts on the Carrie remake? Oh, my God. Oh, I am getting deja vu, Chris. I am getting deja vu because this was... Uh, it's just like watching Psycho all over again. This is this was so disappointing. I really thought we were going to get something very different. I did not think we were going to get a shameless, blatant, Paint by numbers, word for word remake. This one was a disaster. This was bad, dude. This was really bad. And I had high hopes for this because I love Chloe Grace Moretz. This was the right time for a remake, too. And I was, you know me, I, I don't care. Remake, whatever. But this, this felt like this could have been a great remake. Had a great cast. But goodness gracious, what the hell happened? Chris, what are your thoughts on the remake slash reboot for Carrie? I'll start off by saying that this received a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just a heads up. I like this. Oh, (laughs) God. And I'll go into why. Because for me, this film fills in a lot of the plot holes that the first one missed. I really, I liked it. I'm not saying it was an amazing movie. It wasn't. 
but I I would watch this again. I actually enjoy, I've seen this before. Actually, this is the second time I've seen this movie. <laughs> oh God! Oh no, this is bad, dude. This is so bad. Listen, do you know what it is? The problem with this movie. All right, so. Oh, I hate to compare, but it's so you got it because it's exactly the same as the original. They didn't even cha- change nothing. What did they? What did they? They filled it. They filled no blanks. It's the same story. They gave Carrie a backstory, and they actually showed her developing what her backstory? powers. Oh, 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 I find a little bit, but it's the same freaking movie. All right, yeah, we saw her as a baby for like a brief moment. Yippee, Skippy. I envy you, Chris. I really wish I loved this movie. Chloe Grace Moretz, right? This is not her fault. I never once believed that this girl was a troubled teenager, a girl who was truly was bullied. I never believed this girl was going to become a, you know, a freaking psychopath near the third act of the film. I never, I tell you, when you watch the original film, you felt it building up. Like, you felt the the tension, the anger, the, the 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 pain and carry in the original film. So when she snapped, you believed it. In this new one, Chloe Grace Moretz is so cute. She's so cute in this movie, and she's so precious. She's so adorable. She is absolutely a saint in this movie. She is lovely. Yeah, she's a bit awkward at times, sure, but. When she when she lost her mind, I was just like, I, I don't buy it. I don't. I I never believe that she is Carrie. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was just direction, but I felt like this movie might have been miscast for her. I felt like they could have used a different actress to maybe bring out a little bit more of the character. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. I'll give you that because I I think that Carrie was uh, miscast in this movie. Because when you look at Chloe, you don't see this shy, within her own mind, kind of bookish girl. I see her and I I, I see every other role she's done. Right? And I see this confident woman who doesn't look like someone who would be on the outs, honestly. it's I, I just think they, they, re, they miscast this role specifically. I think they could have gone for more of a lesser known actress uh, who looked more the part, who kind of looked like she would be you know, homeschooled and all this other stuff. I think they tried way too hard to make Chloe look that way, but it just, it wasn't there. And I will, I will give you that. Her acting is great, but I think the look is what throws it off a bit. Yeah. And that's the thing. I Listen, I don't really, I essentially don't care about looks per se, because, you know, she doesn't have to look like the original Carrie, but I felt like it was just the overall performance. I, I felt like something about, Chloe Grace Moretz, it, it was just, she was just so, she seemed to, I didn't, it didn't seem believable. I literally saw both of these movies yesterday, back to back, like in one sitting. And I, and, and I was like, wait a minute, they did that in the first movie. Wait a minute. It's like line for line. They did the exact same thing. So the original movie, the mother was more creepy than scary. In this version, Julianne Moore is more scary to me. Like I'd be scared of her as a person, not necessarily creeped out by her, if that makes sense. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's a very, very good way of putting it. And I think that's a good comparison because, yeah, because in the, the mother in the original film was definitely not scary, but she was creepy as hell, especially when she was getting ready to kill uh, Carrie with that knife and she kept smiling. She's like, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's a that's a that's that's a frightening imagery. Wait, 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 let me ask you a question. I, I don't remember this. So wait, did Tommy die in the original film, too? 
I mean, he dies in the fire, but I I, I know what you're oh, asking well, because okay. in, in the remake, you know, it's very clear that he's that he gets because in both versions he gets hit on the head with a bucket. In the remake, they make it very clear that the bucket is what kills him, not anything that Carrie did. And it's because of what happened to Tommy that kind of, of fuels, along with whatever, what's been happening to Carrie, too. But you can tell there's more of a reason for her to go crazy. It's not just because of what happened to her. But the one guy who has given her any sort of attention in the world, regardless of whether it was genuine or not, in her mind is genuine. So now think about being her and seeing this person who took an interest in you who like talked to you who has a good intention towards you is now dead he's the only person in the world who you've gotten that close with in in regards to any sort of relationship you and your mom don't get along no one likes you at school one person the one person who is on your side now even if it's only for one night is dead now i would go crazy like if i was in carrie's situation i now i understand the reason behind it obviously adding on to all the abuse she took while in school Tommy is the only person who's giving her, you know, some sort of not just attention, but, you know, he he clearly cared about Carrie. And, and that's the thing. In the beginning, he was just like, oh, I don't really want to do this. He goes, you know what? Fine. I'll do it for my girlfriend. Sure. Why not? I have no problem doing it. And he was starting to build a genuine relationship. I, I felt like that was very well done. And I really loved their relationship. Yeah, it, it it worked out near the end of the film, and I thought that was awesome. And then when he died, yeah, it was it was actually quite sad. I didn't expect him to die. I was like, damn, dude. I mean, he he died in two movies in one year. He died in that movie, and he died in uh, Fall of Our Stars. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> I have seen that. Uh, that's a great movie, actually. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Do you, So do you know what makes this version... When I say the, the word worse, I mean specifically what happens to Carrie. So there's that scene, what happened, like when she's in the locker room, when the girls are throwing all like the stuff at her when she has her period in the remake. Oh, the tampons and, and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What makes this version worse for Carrie is that technology has advanced. So all the kids have smartphones now. You didn't see oh, that in the original film. Oh, yes. So not only are people looking at you, but someone just recorded this happening, and now they posted it to, to YouTube. That's another thing. YouTube would have never accepted that video, first off. That video would have never passed community guidelines. Let's just be honest about that. What makes this so much worse for Carrie is that it takes place during a modern time when smartphones exist, social media exists. So it's just whatever is happening to her is now amplified because it's now being shown to anyone who wants to watch. Yeah, not only near the third act of the film, not only that she got a bucket of pig's blood you know, poured on her, they even played... The exact same clip that they that they recorded her um in the locker room. I don't wait wait. Let me ask you a question. Did you notice? You know, uh, uh she's freaking out because she has a period. Did you see the tampons kind of like spread apart? She was using her telekinetic powers on the yeah. ground. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that that's what I liked about this version. You start to see her powers come out earlier. Yeah. You do also see her developing her powers. They show a good amount of her in her room using her telekinesis. And it's and it's, it's a couple of times. And that's why I like this version better. You get more of Carrie's story and you get more of like seeing her develop her powers. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I, I really loved how we, even though I thought this movie was an absolute mess, I really loved how we saw Carrie figuring out who she is. You know, since, since you know, we, we, we're living in a world where, you know, we have the technology where we can... Uh, show these amazing abilities for uh, you know characters like Carrie. I thought that benefited very well. I thought that was great. I, I wish it just wasn't a paint by numbers, plot by plot, scene by scene remake, word for word remake. I thought it was an 
embarrassing attempt to remake a movie like this. And listen, if they want to remake Carrie again, I am all for it. I would love to see another incarnation of Carrie. I felt like this movie didn't doesn't really have its own identity. I, I, I truly believe that this was just the exact same thing and couldn't get into it, dude. I, I wish I loved it, though. You say this a lot, obviously, a film is subjective, especially when it comes to comedy and horror films. So, you know, what you may love, I may totally not like and or vice versa. But let, let's talk about Miss Collins for a second. Sorry, no. Uh, in this version, it is Miss Desjardin. So it's the gym teacher from the school who was played by Judy Greer. And I thought she was good. I like her as an actress in 13 Going on 30, one of my favorite guilty pleasure films and she's in that too the fact that all these teachers just slapping kids so in the first film you mentioned that you know the gym teacher slaps carrie and she also slaps chris on on the field in this version she only slaps chris she doesn't slap no she only slaps carrie she slaps carrie in the beginning while she's in the bathroom but she doesn't slap the other girl like she she did in the original film now I'm saying to myself, what is it all these teachers slapping their kids and like nothing's nothing's being done about it? In any other situation, that teacher would have been on suspension fairly quickly. Yeah, I thought that was weird because back in the day, I felt like a lot of, you know, adults can get away with stuff like that. You know, would get away with abusing kids. Today standards, not so much because even though this movie did take place in 2013 or, you know, in modern times, even, you know, what was it, like eight, eight or nine, eight years ago, this movie is essentially modern. This is a modern time film. So I felt like they should at least, I mean, they didn't have to do this, but like, I feel like they should at least address that, the, you know, that the teacher was abusing these kids. Yeah, I mean, well, she was abusing. She only slapped Carrie once, and she even apologized. I don't remember if she apologized to Carrie in the original film, but Judy Grid did apologize in this one because she realized, okay, maybe I shouldn't be slapping these kids. Yeah, and it's funny because she apologizes to Carrie in front of the principal. I'm like, wait, the principal just heard you apologize for hitting a kid, <laughs> and the man does nothing about it. Okay. Yeah, he, he just, I don't even know, does he, he barely acknowledges it. Yeah, he doesn't even, like, acknowledge it whatsoever. He kind of, I think he just, looks over and goes all right that sounds that sounds legit yeah maybe it's something that's very common in their school and they seem they don't seem to care perhaps oh yeah so carrie's in her room and i guess something happens where the mother hears i forgot specifically the scene but there's a part when the mother just pulls out a knife for the most ridiculous reason and my my first thought is like oh wait you so you you hear a, a sound you're in your first gut reactions to pull out a knife why? I believe you're talking about the scene where Carrie is testing her telekinetic powers and she's in the bedroom. She, you know, pulling off a little bit of Matilda. She's like, you know, uh, using her telekinesis. The bed starts to rise in the air. For some reason, I don't know why Julianne Moore, she decides to pull out a knife. I mean, she, she, we, all, we all know she hates Carrie. So maybe she was extra prepared. I, I, I'm not too sure. Just looking for a reason to, to, to kill her own daughter. It's weird. So let me ask you a related question. Did you go to prom in high school? I did not go to prom in high school. Uh, now, the reason I ask, when Carrie tells her mom, mom, I got invited to prom, her mother's reaction is like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, that is the worst reaction to your child telling you something good's happened to them. It's like, oh, no. Like, that's just terrible. She's the worst mother ever. I don't know who's worse. I don't know if she's worse, Julianne Moore, or the mother in the original film. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I even have. So you you mentioned earlier how there was the video that was played at the prom, like after she got the 
the blood jumped on her. I have a note here saying, damn, the video replay was the icing on the cake. I, I, I could not believe that. I mean, actually, I can believe that because that's what a lot of kids do today. Kids today have no problem recording you and putting your ass all over the internet. Kids do not care. Yeah, everyone, everyone wants to be, uh, everyone everyone wants to work for TMZ, apparently. I actually like that Carrie locks her mother in the closet in this version. Oh, like I, she, thought, I thought that was cool. Yeah, like there there are parts that I think make it better and they kind of fill in some, some, some holes. So even though it's pretty clear that in the original, Chris Harkinson's character just doesn't like Carrie, that's really her only motivation, that she's weird. In this version, there you see more of a motivation as to why she wants to get back at Carrie. Because... She directly blames Carrie for like not going to the prom, and yeah, that's also can be can be assumed in the original movie, but this in this version it's it's said out loud like you know I'm I'm gonna get her back for for what she did for me for prom, so I think that you you do see more of a motivation behind what's done to Carrie in this version. I'll also say that the way they kill off you know Chris and Billy is the best. It's so good. Uh, Chris is the 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 girl who put this whole thing together to get the blood on Carrie during the, during the prom. She's in the car with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's just, just like, I don't even think he goes to school. He's just some like towny guy who happens to just be an asshole. And they're driving down the street. They see Carrie covered in blood and Carrie stops the car with her power. It's like straight up Jedi mind tricks on this car. And first off, there's no, re- there's no way that car would have, should have still been able to run after that hit. It's like the, the, the engine was trashed. So Carrie lifts the car up with her powers, and then as Chris is trying to push the gas, Carrie lets go, and then the car hits a gas station. The The best scene. So uh, Chris's face goes through the windshield, and it's just like in slow motion. You should see part of her face with the windshield. My first thought is, fatality. <laughs> <laughs> But then, just to be Carrie is like, just to be sure, she knocks the power line down from a power pole that hits the car. Then the whole gas station explodes. So that, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, or just to make sure she's dead, let me just put this extra thing in her way to to make it more difficult if she even did survive that car crash. Uh, obviously, they took you know inspiration from the original film. In the original film, we just see Carrie just walking down down the street and then John Travolta is driving the car with his girlfriend and then Carrie turns around and then she turns the car and then the car starts to tumble down, you know, and then I think that car blows up eventually, right? Yeah, the car does blow up. So yeah, in this movie, they def- they certainly up the ante in this one. Yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. I-, I-, I gotta admit, the kills in this movie were pretty cool. Yeah, even even in the auditorium, that she really like... Mike made sure she murdered everybody. She even murdered the the uh, gym teacher. No, so that's the thing. That's that's what I wanted to point out. So Wait, in the original, she did? I thought she did. no. In the original, one, she does because what happens is when Car- in the original version, when Carrie has the blood dumped on her, they do close up shots of a, of a couple of individuals in the crowd. And even though the gym teacher has been defending her this entire this entire time in the original, uh, she ends up laughing. At, at what happens to Carrie. So Carrie sees that, and that's why she kills everyone in the gym. In this version, the teacher stays true and is is her her biggest defender and isn't laughing at all at what happened, like actually tries to help her after it happens. But then she she pushes her back with her powers. But later on, when 
Carrie puts a bunch of the electrical wires on the floor, and the floor is now covered in liquid. So anyone who's standing there is going to get electrocuted. She uses her powers to lift up the gym teacher and put her onto the stage so she could avoid getting electrocuted. Because at the end, when when the fire department shows up, you see the teacher. She has like a, I guess, a towel or some sort of like blanket over her because she survived. Like she survives. Carrie saves her because she's the only person in the school that treated her well. So she survives. The way you're describing that, I'm like, I do not remember that at all. So, uh, so it's like I, I have to rewatch that scene now. Yeah, just just rewatch that one scene because it'd be fair. That scene's great. I'm sorry, that scene because all the deaths are super creative. Like the way people die in that scene is really well done. Uh, yeah, I recommend even just watching that. Just the, the just the prom scene is enough. But yeah, she's the, the teacher survives. She gets pulled out of the way, puts on, gets put on the stage to avoid any of the uh, electricity. And my first thought was, well, wouldn't she have died in the fire? But I guess by the time she was saved and Carrie had killed everyone, Carrie makes her way out and like unlocks all the doors. So in the third act of the film, where we have Tommy's girlfriend and she goes to Carrie's house. We find out that she's pregnant. Yeah, that was random to me. I didn't understand where that came I, from. I felt like that added nothing. Because I don't. Maybe, maybe I missed this, but I don't remember a scene when her and her boyfriend were were having were intimate at all. So I don't. It was really random that this came out of left field. Like there was no detail as to why that would be an, something important to bring up. Like yeah, it was like wow, she knows that this girl is pregnant. But who cares at this point? The movie's almost over, and like this character is barely in the movie anyway. Yeah, I, I okay, I, I thought it was just me because I don't want to sound like I'm heartless because I felt like that added nothing, like absolutely nothing. I get that. Okay, she has the ability to, you know, find out that you're pregnant. Okay, cool, but that added nothing to the film because it's not like you know, like you said before it's not like we had a moment where tommy and her are you know they were intimate in the in the back of the car or something or she maybe she mentioned that she doesn't want to be a mother there there was there was nothing to that scene other than to let the audience know that she has the ability to find out if somebody's pregnant or not because she has telekinetic powers no, I agree. I, I I don't think it was necessary. It also didn't make any sense because the audience had no details about why she'd be pregnant at this point in the movie. Uh, so that was just like a waste of time, honestly. I think they were trying to set up for a potential sequel because they did the same thing that the original did, just not as good. So they end the movie at, at a graveyard, which I believe in this case is not in a dream. This is actually happening. But Sue, who knows, right? Sue is walking to the grave. She sees Carrie's grave. It's, again, marked up in graffiti. Except this time there's no hand, right? All we get is a crack on the gravestone. And that's where it ends. So I'm thinking maybe they were trying to set up for a, a potential sequel, just like the original one, one was. But uh, I it didn't it didn't hit me the same way. Like you said earlier, it scared you when you were young, when you watched that last scene. I was expecting something like that, like a hand or something. It wasn't. And that was that was a bit disappointing, to be fair. Like that's so much after what happens throughout for the rest of the film, where it's not a big thing for me. But I wish they just wouldn't have done it at all. Yeah, dude, I, I thought that was very underwhelming, and I, I, I did not like the way this movie ended at all. Well, this may make this next question fairly easy for you, then. Do you think the reboot holds up? Hell no. No, 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 no. It's not one of the worst remakes ever, but this is one of the most disappointing remakes I've seen in a while, because I did not think this was going to be a paint-by-numbers, plot-point-by-plot-point, word-for-word remake. It's a shameless remake. I was very... 
I wasn't offended or anything like that. I was just very disappointed. I, I expected a lot from this movie because I like Chloe Grace Moretz. I like Julianne Moore. Yeah, I like Judy Greer. I like Ansel Esgort, if I pronounce his name. I keep butchering his name. I thought I, I really felt like this movie had a great cast. But unfortunately, it just was just a mess. I have no interest in watching this movie ever again. What about for you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely won't watch this movie again anytime soon, but I think it holds up. I, again, I liked it. I thought it was a, a good modern version of the story that, for me, answered a lot of questions that the first one did in terms of just filling in small things, right? Though I agree, it is they essentially recycle the script. Yes, it looks modern because it's going to look modern, but they do recycle the script. You know, I do like the fact that we get to see Carrie, again, Carrie developing her powers, right? rather than in the original where she just like knows how to use them. At least that's how it's portrayed. But we are going to put these two films in the vault. But before we end the show, next week, we are going to be moving away from horror because we're moving into November. And we're going to be talking about Dune. The Dune remake came out last week. And the original came out in 1984. So we're going to be talking both versions next week. The original version is its own story. The remake is supposed to be the first part of a longer story. But we'll talk both films next week. I literally just saw the first one over the, this past weekend. So I'm going to have to rewatch them again. Uh, but I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I've never seen the original Dune. I, you know what's funny? This is gonna. This may shock you. I've never even heard of Dune. Apparently, it was a book. Never heard of the book. I don't know anything about it. All I know is a science fiction movie. That's all I know. Both of these movies, thankfully, are both on HBO Max. But I want to see this, the new one in the theater, and I think I might see the remake in the theater. Oh, for sure. And just prepare yourself for the first. The first one's it's 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 different. I won't go into details, but you'll notice immediately. It's it's a very strange movie so i i'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts but until next week this is the reboot rewind we are on social media facebook instagram uh youtube sort of we also have a website it's rebootrewindpodcast.com there's also a link on there if you feel so generous to support the show but we wish everyone a very happy halloween a wonderful weekend and we will see you next week on the reboot rewind take care guys see you later You've been listening to the Reboot Rewind podcast. To get in touch or suggest a reboot, send us an email at info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. That's info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.